You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Hello, midday people. The mic's open. I did it correctly this time, so I hope I, I don't defeat the people who are actually spending time with me listening. It's really great. It's really great that you're listening. Um, I've got three listeners in the room, thank God. So this is the Unsanction Your Mind. And what we do is we do readings, um, public readings of articles and things that will help you um, kind of unsanction your thinking. So far, we have been through a really rough public period of time where people are thinking it's really okay to cut each other's communication and tell them they can't speak and tell them they can't think a certain way and we don't really have the right or even the control within ourselves to kind of enforce those sorts of things and and in a free society we don't do those things and so now we have to kind of back out of sanctioning and punishing other people for doing things that they normally do normally. So um, I invite you to listen. Uh, What we're going to be covering this morning is uh, an article written by Robert Malone on mass formation psychosis. It won't be long. So uh, afterwards, before, um, what we'll talk about is the fact that Elon, Elon Musk, I'll just address a couple news items temporarily uh, he creatively addressed some neoliberal harassment from uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know, she just kind of, she said, you got taken to dinner and they treated you special. And then he replied, uh, you know, stop hitting on me, essentially, which I thought was terrific. And, you know, I, th- I thought it was funny, but when I went to uh, to, to dinner I told my waitress the same thing, and she just covered her mouth and just laughed. She's like, oh, my God, because it's hysterical. I mean, they they think they're being, they think they're, they're pulling down power by harassing people online, and he's just showing her that, you know, you look like somebody who's trying to get something for nothing, and that is what it is. It's like a shakedown. And that's how it comes across to a lot of people. Um, and I'll, I'll give one more example. Uh, over the weekend, Glenn Greenwald reported that Tucker Carlson had been on the receiving end of a, of a really quite vicious and severe hit job from, from the New York Times. They spent, apparently they spent a lot of time on it. And um, I, I think that, that most of those things are becoming flagged as bullshit. And there's a reason for that, because people are listening to those who are attesting to things that ring factually true. When you denigrate the facts, when you throw facts in the trash, then we're going to stop listening to you. Because if you're supposed to be about truth, and I can go and verify this on my own and get corroborating studies like we used to do in a free society, then... Uh, then, then you're going to be wrong because the truth is its own defense. And so 
you know, you can't authoritate towards the truth because the truth is always going to be true no matter who tells it. So that's why you can put it, put the truth in the mouth of a despot and people will be like, yeah, that's true. That guy, that guy said that and it's true. So, you know, even if everything they do is, is terrible, you know, a broken clock is right two times a day, but the truth is the truth. It's kind of, it has its stability. You can't, you can't cut somebody and attack someone for being true because you're false. If you're out there rocking a lie, you're the wrong one at every level. So as long as someone is, is busy telling the truth, they're going to be the reliable one and the liar is going to be the unreliable one. And that's why I'm reading this mass formation psychosis article today because there are people who have drawn the lie into their chest and they're just hugging it and holding on to it and caressing its head going, oh, oh, you're my pet. I need you. I need this lie to be okay. And you don't. You don't. The rest of us want to come be saved. And so he kindly explained to me through this article that there's a percentage of the population who will do that. And that started to make sense to me. So now I will read that to you. But before I get there, um, I just wanted to alert, just in case you forgot, the FBI can surveil you. Uh, they can they can surveil you. They just wanted everybody to remember and notice. They're like they put out some PR transparency report. They're like, oh, by the way, we we surveilled three point four Americans, three point three point four million Americans without a warrant. I just want to remind you, we can do that, and it still sucks, and it's still against our Fourth Amendment, but but we're gonna have to do something about that if we want it to stop. Like fix FISA or something or something. Okay. Now I can get to the mass formation psychosis read. Okay. So this is Robert Malone. He helped develop the MRNA vaccine. Ordinarily, he's a very furtive scientist. And uh, he wrote an article on Substack. Yes. He wrote an article on Substack where people who need to publish are publishing because everybody else is batshit. So, mass formation psychosis, or mass hypnosis and the madness of crowds. This is Robert Malone, December 9th of 2021. As many of you know, I have spent time researching and speaking about mass psychosis theory. Most of what I have learned has come from Dr. Matthias Desmet, who realized that this form of mass psychosis, madness of crowds, and effectiveness of the genetic vaccines, and both propagated and enforced by politicians, science bureaucrats, pharmaceutical companies, and legacy media. What one observes with the mass, like, mass hypnosis is that a large fraction of the population is completely unable to process new scientific data and facts demonstrating that they have been misled about the effectiveness and adverse impacts of mandatory mask use, lockdowns, and genetic vaccines that cause people's bodies to make large amounts of biologically active coronavirus spike protein. 
These hypnotized by this process are unable to recognize the lies and misrepresentations they are being bombarded with on a daily basis and actively attack anyone who has the temerity to share information with them which contradicts the propaganda that they have come to embrace. And for those whose families and social networks have been torn apart by this process and who find that close relatives and friends have ghosted them because they question the officially endorsed quote-unquote truth and are actually following the scientific literature, this can be a source of deep anguish, sorrow, and psychological pain. It is with those souls in mind that I included a discussion of the mass formation theory of Dr. Matthias Desmet during a recent talk I gave in Tampa, Florida to an audience of about 2,000. As I looked into the audience and spoke, I could see relief on many faces and even tears running from the eyes of stoic men. Unknown to me, someone recorded the speech and appended the vocal track to a series of calming images of natural landscapes, producing a video that has gone viral throughout the world. A link to the video as well as some of the notes to clarify and supplement the talk are also appended below. Many have told me that they find it very healing. I hope it may help you also. A brief overview of mass formation, which was developed by Dr. Matthias Desmet. He is a psychologist and statistician. He is at the University of Ghent in Belgium. I think that Dr. Matthias is on to something when, about what is happening, and he calls the phenomena mass formation psychosis. So when he says mass formation, you can think of this as equivalent to crowd formation. One can think of this as crowd psychosis. The conditions to set up mass formation psychosis include a lack of social connectedness and sense-making as well as large amounts of latent anxiety and passive aggression. When people are inundated with a narrative that presents a plausible object of anxiety and strategy for coping with it, then many individuals group together to battle the object with a collective single-mindedness. This allows people to stop focusing on their own problems, avoiding personal mental anguish. So it's a distraction. Instead, they focus all their thought and energy on this new object. As mass formation progresses, the group becomes increasingly bonded and connected. Their field of attention is narrowed, and they become unable to consider alternative points of view. Leaders of the movement are revered and unable to do no wrong. Left unabated, a society under the spell of mass formation will support a totalitarian governance structure capable of otherwise unthinkable atrocities in order to maintain compliance. A note, mass formation is different from groupthink. There are easy ways to fix groupthink by just bringing in dissenting voices and making sure you give them platforms. It isn't so easy with mass formation. Even when the narrative falls apart, cracks in the strategy are, aren't, or cracks in the strategy clearly aren't solving the issue. The hypnotized crowd can't break free of the narrative. That's a problem. 
This is what appears to be happening now with COVID-19. The solution for those in control of the narrative is to produce bigger and bigger lies to prop up the solution. Those being controlled by mass formation no longer are able to use reason to break free of the group narrative. Of course, the obvious example of mass formation is Germany in the 1930s and 40s. How could the German people, who were highly educated, very liberal in, in the classic sense... Western thinking people, how could they go so crazy? And what did they do to the Jews? How could this happen to a civilized people, to a leader of mass formation movement? You know, they will use a platform to continue to pump the group with new information to focus on. In the case of COVID-19, I like to use the term fear porn. Leaders through mainstream media and government channels continually feed the beast with more messaging that focus and further hypnotize their adherents. So studies suggest that mass formation follows a general distribution. 30% are brainwashed, hypnotized, indoctrinated by the group narrative. 40% in the middle are persuadable and may follow if no worthy alternative is perceived. And 30% fight against the narrative. Those that rebel and fight against the narrative become the enemy of the brainwash and a primary target of their aggression. And that is Tucker Carlson. One of the best ways to counter mass formation is for those against the narrative to continue to speak out against it, which serves to help break the hypnosis of some in the brainwash group, as well as persuade the persuadable middle to choose reason over mindlessness. Dr. Desmet suggests that for some, sorry, for something as big as COVID-19, the only way to break that mass formation psychosis is to give the crowd something bigger to focus on. He believes that totalitarianism may be the bigger issue. Of course, after COVID-19, global totalitarianism may be the issue of our time. The issue of our time. So we got a war with Ukraine as a distraction. That's what we got. So I urge you to check the links. Um, There are several attached links. You can use the unsanctioned citizen area with the the quad squares underneath the the heading. And there's little dots. So you, you just move the dots and it has links to the articles. You'll see the uh, recent article on the FBI searches, Elon Musk, uh, Glenn Greenwald's call-in from yesterday about Homeland Security's disinformation uh, bureau for thought crimes and thought criminals, Um, and then Brittany Howard's 13th Century Medal, which was played um, right before the set. And then, uh, of course, the link to the mass formation psychosis article complete with that very substantive talk from Dr. Matias. So now that I have a whole five bunch of people, I'm so glad you're here. I want to appreciate you. I want to thank you for, for coming along and being here with me to talk about mass formation psychosis and which 30% are you? Oh, first up in the queue, we've got, we've got Johnny, Johnny with a bunch of trucks. All right, let's, let's take some words from Johnny. Hello. Oh, Johnny. Um, Hello, oh, there you go. You're on. Um, right. So yeah. which 30% are you? I'm in the latter 30%. Uh, the 
not the first, not the second, but the third, which is fighting against, right? Not, did I understand that right? The, the one that didn't buy the lie, didn't buy the psychosis that is broke through? Is that right? Did I understand that right? She yeah, you, you have to, to embrace facts and not throw them in the trash can. The problem is is that when, with mass formation is that you're presented actual truth and they will just reject it. Yeah, they will reject it. Re- uh, uh, embrace facts. And that's the problem, I think. That, uh, can we say, Sheila, that... Uh, can we say that the, uh, the population here in America, 60% of the people are pretty much bought into the lie of neoliberalism being the way to go? Uh, the ideology of neoliberalism is the best way to run policy in America and uh, politics. Well, it's really tough to say. I I can say that it's it's really tough to say because the people who are logging consent aren't asking the consent consent base about what they want or need. So there there would have to be an interest and then a published study on such things. They usually try to call that polling or public polling. Um, But most people don't necessarily know that they're dealing with neoliberalism. I mean, I know when I'm dealing with it because I'm kind of wonky and I, I give a crap and I listen to a lot of talk radio and call in and, you know, all of the above. But, um, and I, I'm an activist and I've, I've, I've looked at this stuff for years. Yeah. But I think most people don't realize that that, you know, that's the label, that's what you call Hillary Clinton, you know, neocon, you know, go to war and don't yeah. ask, you know, yeah. circumvent the, the pay pay scale. Yeah. And they don't know this, that that's uh, what it's called. But I'm sure that if you ask them, are you opposed to these things, and you gave them a chance to respond, you would get an answer, and that answer would probably be no. Yeah. See, there's this uh, five-part series on YouTube right now called This is Neoliberalism. And I... Uh, and I promote that, advocate that uh, series so that... Could you, you know, put a link uh, to it in the comment section? Sure, sure. Uh, I'm driving right now, but as soon as I take a break here, I certainly will. Hello, Johnny? I think I think we lost you, bro. All right, so Joshua's with us. I'm just going to go to Joshua. I'm sorry, Johnny. Uh, uh, go ahead. Hey, Johnny. Uh, hey, Joshua, if you unmute your mic, you can, you can, um, you can talk. Alrighty, so I, I wrote, I meant Palantir last time. I hate it when I screw up on live stuff. I didn't mean Paladin Data Security. That company is nothing. Uh, Palantir was a company I was talking about last yeah, time. Yeah, that's the, that's the sure. company, Palantir. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, is Colin uh, funded by him too? I, th- I think it is. I, I think I discovered that it may be. But I don't think he gives a crap about what I have to say, so so you can say whatever you want. Well, it's Colin. Ditto, ditto. I'm pretty sure he's not tracking me. Um, uh, speaking of being tracked he's by the ministry of He's tracking everybody because he he has you know so he's tracking everybody because Palantir. So so. Well, well, but he's taking it from both sides. I mean, I I mean, he's getting money from everyone, which is what good oligarchs do. Um. um I'm just not there probably ever. Um, so uh, you keep, 
Why do you keep redirecting me? Wait, wait, it's fantastic. Before you, before you roll out on 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 Palantir, I want to ask you which thirty percent are you? Um, uh, anarchist percentage? What is that percent? I don't know. I I, I make it up on a daily basis. So I mean, uh, I I think we're in a you know kind of like fuck around and find out stage of humanity, um, and. Uh, so I'm just going with it, I guess. Um, I, I, I progressive, like let's move forward as opposed to degenerating society and devolving. You know, uh, I like you know informed consent as opposed to manufactured consent. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of a Ministry of Truth. It sounds very Hunger Games ish. Um, okay. uh, but. Uh, I'm glad they can decide what is the truth now on things that uh, there's a counter narrative for that is factually correct on. That's that seems very much like not democracy to me. Um, but I'm very heavy on sarcasm. I hope you can pick that up. Well, I mean, are you being sarcastic when you say that or are you being genuine? I am being sarcastic, like a ministry of truth. Like it's one hilarious to me. Um but it actually is a real thing they rolled out. Um, okay. And a, yeah. So it's not, I, I, I wouldn't see that as a good thing. I guess thing we could talk a little bit about that. So, so which 30% do you think you are? The, the, the one that's in favor of the truth or the one that is just hypnotized? Because you're obviously not oh. chastising me for, for uh, not, uh, vaccination status. Oh, you want oh so that you want to talk about that mass formation psychosis? Yeah, that, that's what we're actually. We just did a reading on it. You know, do you do do you chastise do you people to, for their you, vaccination status? Oh, absolutely not. Like, I think your health is your choice. Like, uh, and I do not want a psychopharmaceutical industry dictating my health policy as an individual. Um, but I do believe that we have created enough fear through. Um, well, capitalism's advertising machine for people to really feel like that's a new religion. And uh, I, I went on a program and said it's a horrible third rail. And uh, that was a, a fairly liberal program. And uh, they didn't like it. And I'm like, uh, I don't see how to see it any differently. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, as an individual, I'm willing to be attacked for that. Um, well, I'm glad you, you said, spoke up and said something. Uh, what's what's important is that people use their voices right now and, and kind of talk and express their will and their thoughts um, and and persist with being truthful and in the face of lies as as a psychological act of wellness to unsanction your mind and to come away uh, also to allow people, you know, who are delusional, you know, give them relative acceptance. I mean, don't, don't allow them to lie to you. Don't, don't pat them on the head for lying to you, but, but don't counter chastise them. Just, just say what you think and be strong. And I can't uh, counter chastise. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's productive to counter chastise somebody. Uh, you know, they, they're carrying lies in a delusion, but they are in a delusional psycho psychotic state about that particular thing. So, I mean, if you're, dealing with, somebody to... who's like, <clears throat> if you're dealing with somebody who's psychotic, I, I really don't recommend 
that you you intimidate them or or be unkind to them. You just persist in telling the truth. Oh, uh, I have to have empathy for the right. So empathy uh, for their PTSD and uh, their inability to see through the mechanisms that are in front of them. Th- that's not what it's hypnosis. called. PTSD okay. is a totally different, totally different thing. But when people are psychotic, <laughs> meaning like they're, they're out of touch with reality, that's, that's psychotic is the, what they call people who are out of touch with reality. They're not. Yeah. They're but not what trigger, touch. what trigger, what triggers somebody to become out of touch with reality? Oh, that, there's a whole scientific field called, called right. uh, Past psychology. I mean, there's just, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons, but, you know, we can't all be in charge of crazy, but this particular piece of crazy, I'm just giving you something for that, for that piece of crazy. All right. Well, my piece of crazy, what full it, disclosure what you is, is, your, is your, go ahead. Well, no, full disclosure, like your voice is like an ex's of mine, but you're not her. Um, so that's why I first tuned in. So that's, you know, I just wanted to full disclosure. And I really enjoy your program. Yeah, and, You're and funny I, as I, shit I, and smart as shit. Well, that's that's fine. And uh, obviously, it would be psychotic to attribute this person who is strange to me, Joshua. Don't call me from the bathtub. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad you called in. I'm glad you called in. So so thank you, guys. Um, does anybody else want to, to add comments or put anything in the comments section? I think Johnny wants to, to finish up his thoughts. So I'm going to try to put him back in the queue. Hello. All right, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, you're, there you're I back am. up. I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know what happened there. Uh, got, you probably just like, drove through a bad area. I'm, I'm also yeah. on the road. I'm just outside of Harris County oh, trying to get home. Okay. Took a wrong oh, turn okay. and ended up in Houston. <laughs> in Houston, yeah. Taking a left turn and ended up in Albuquerque. It's my little brother. Yeah, that did much. But, okay, so finish up my thought. Um, yeah, mass psychosis. I think the psychosis, uh, the, I think the hypnotism, I think the the spell that we're under is uh, this acceptance of neoliberalism. I like the way Bill, uh, Dr. Bill uh, Mitchell puts it in the in Australia, who is a uh, one of the founding uh, academics that uh, uh, developed the uh, this, uh, this understanding of uh, macroeconomics called modern monetary. And the way he said it was that most lefties, and I am, by the way, I'm a progressive, right? Uh, I believe in the Second Bill of Rights, right? That's where I come from. And he said that most progressives don't even realize they're neoliberals, you know? Uh, and that's really interesting because... Yeah, they are. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's interesting because, I mean, you know, a lot of people, I'll talk to a lot of people and I talk to a lot, you know, uh, driving a truck, stopping in a at a truck stop, you know, loading and unloading, you know, I'll just throw out the question, hey, do you know what neoliberalism, no, no, I don't know what it is, you know, it's really, really hard to, uh, you know, it's really hard to, to try to change the system if the people that are involved in the, in the raping of our, of our society don't even realize what's happening, you know, so that's, you know, so I'm a driver, I'm, uh, you know, I've, I've got a show myself uh, that I'm trying to do at 7.30 p.m. every Thursday asking people what your thoughts are on revolution, right? Because I'm one of those that don't believe that uh, electoral politics is going to do the job simply because the neoliberals have captured the state. Like in Bill Mitchell's book, 
uh, uh, reclaiming the state. You also have uh, the uh, the other uh, the late Sheldon Woolen that would point out that you know since neoliberalism in 1981, uh, the state is uh, the uh, corporations have taken and captured the state that we are under what he would call inverted totalitarianism. And that's really interesting because if you study a little bit neoliberalism, there's all about you know if you allow the federal government to do for the public will, then what you're going to end up with is a totalitarian state. You know, so beware the federal government. You know, what did Ronald, I mean, this is oh, the history. Oh, yeah. It's really I'm, I'm really, yeah, but, you're really getting there. Yeah, I mean, it's There's really just, you know, to, to, uh, to get to your point, I just want to break in here and, and tell you that, you know, I'm not really a big fan of uh, strong centralized government regimes, right. and that if we right. can minimal, minimal, minimal government. I just came from an area in Texas where, you know, there's very low to no federal interference, with the exception of maybe some some land uh, yeah. land tracts that are uh, uh, that are for wildlife. And yeah. that's that's a designated federal land, but nobody nobody can really claim that as as people land. That it's just the wild land. It's right. the land for the sake of, of being its own land, and it owns itself as you know, and the government recognizes it. So, <clears throat> so okay. So what? Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna okay, keep the feds so what out. I can do, all right. So what I can do. Uh, to help you to, to understand my point of view, right? Because I am actually a federalist, right? I'm, I guess you could say I'm opposite of what you're, you believe and what, what, what you understand, right? So what I'm trying to do is trying to bridge the gap because I think we have a lot of things in common. I think actually we have more things in common in our way of thinking about what, uh, what involves a uh, prosperous working class people, okay? So what I'd like to do Sheila, is I'd like to set you, and I, do, and I do this on purpose, a set of videos that are on purpose in order so that you could uh, you could see where I'm coming from. Okay, I'm going to start here, the middle is going to be here, and the end is going to be there, right? So that well, I mean, we can't do it process, during this program. You're welcome to put very good. your and resources in the I'm comments saying. section, but you're and not welcome to commandeer the entire nope, program. You've got your own nope, show at, at what? Nope. When is your nope. show, bro? Nope. Uh, my, the name of my show is uh, the, uh, Political Reformation, A Look at Strategy. Or, well, this one today, uh, this coming Thursday, is called What is Neoliberalism? So thank okay. you. No, no, no. I'm not going to explain none of that. I'm just going to, you know, on the side, text you. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I think you and uh, Donnie the Don have a terrific show. I learn a lot about the opposition? Well, I mean, I'm when not you, Donnie the Don show. I'm I'm somebody who visits no, no. with Donnie. Yeah, but, and, and so you got Donnie, your own I mean, show this I, is my show. Yeah. This is my yeah, show. Yeah, and I and I and I listen to it. I'd like to continue listening to it because I think you know it's a good thing to understand the opposition, right? I mean, that's the only way we learn, right? And it's hard. Well, it also Donnie. knocks off the the rough edges because there are people right. who I, they, they, people have become quite practiced in. Ascribing attributes to the other team, exactly. like they they put uh, sign targets on them that are untrue, just to make right. them look bad. That's and, right. And and that's it's not, that's it's, it's a smear sign, but you know, basically, right. we're going to attribute something that is untrue to to this team over here. 
I, I'm right. an independent voter, and I'm, I'm a slippery weasel. Nobody can get me <laughs> unless I want to be there. And uh, right. as far as a vote goes, and I did that yeah. on purpose a, a couple, definitely this last election cycle, and I'll tell you why, because I lived in Washington State, where uh, they sent crazy, neoliberal, fascist, you know, activists to my door to tell me how to vote. Who I'm supposed to vote for. Bullies. Okay? And that's how they roll in western Washington. And so I said, I don't want to be invaded because they were super, super insane after 2020. Like, I knew by 2018 I was going to completely disenroll myself from the voter rolls because I did not want Trump people coming to my door and I did not want the other side coming to my door. It just so happened that the that. Trump people, I ended up, you know, trying to support, you know, their, their end of the democracy because they, they were, you know, there's, you can't just push a, a candidate completely off the game board. You know, I've seen it happen in libertarian politics. They just want to com- push them completely off the game board. And I'm like, you can't just say, because I'm not going to give you power, you're not allowed. I mean, that isn't right. democracy at all. And then I got the impression from the Democratic Party, especially in Western Washington, mm-hmm. that they don't really want democracy. So it's so weird to me to have a Democratic Party yelling democracy at the top of their lungs and then not allow people to vote for a candidate that isn't them. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, dude. What kind of freaking and world it was are insulting. We and, you yeah. know, to have only one candidate uh, in, yeah. in the field for the ballot, I didn't vote for that candidate at all. I forfeited, you know, when it was on the ballot. Like, yeah. if the only candidate was going to be, uh, you know, a Democrat, then I, I don't want to vote for the office. Right. You know, that's not really a, that's not really a choice to have one candidate. No, no. The, the Spanish vote. way, the Mexican-American way of saying that is tan pendejos. Right, exactly right. Yeah, they're crazy. They're they're, they're dumb. You know? So yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you. They're, they're both for us. Yeah. So, so that's okay. that's awesome. Let me see if anybody wants, right. else wants it. You know, Johnny, I really appreciate you. I appreciate you more now. I really do. Right. Let me let me see if I can invite some people because I didn't do that. I should do that. <laughs> All right. So uh, should done that at the beginning of of the. Has, but I'm, I'm getting more practice every day with Colin. Colin is a great platform. I'm totally familiar. Oh, there he is, Philip! Constitutionalist, he's going to jump on. And, uh, hey, Philip, do you want to call in? And, and uh, we've been talking about mass formation psychosis. So, I'm going to go ahead and take Philip's call. Donnie, thanks for calling in, yep. okay? You bet. You bet. Bye-bye now. Hey, Philip, we were just talking about democracy, and I just want to give you a, a couple minutes to, to, to speak your piece about whatever is going on. Um, here's what we covered. We covered uh, mass formation, psychosis, you know, a little bit on uh, the FBI secretly searching 3.4 million Americans, you know, Elon Musk telling AOC to stop hitting on him, uh, and then, of course, the disinformation board. Can I, do you mind if I just tell, tell whoever's here? So Glenn Greenwald made sure to tell 
people on his Sunday broadcast yesterday um, that DHS got some kind of structural budget, some kind of appropriation without going for a mass vote of any kind because some ex-intelligence officers went to went to Nancy Pelosi and she basically put some chicken wire over the whole process and said, okay, well, we're just gonna rule it through. So that seems like it's kind of a paper hack, but I, I think it's not, it's not going to stand up to the torch of legal challenge. So if you shake it a little bit, it's going to fall apart. So, and I think it already is because you've got, you've got Glenn, and other important people on the task of shaking it apart. So, okay, Philip, go ahead. Just unmute your mic and you may say what you want to say. Okay, my internet's really bad and I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> so, Oh, um, well, but, um, that's too bad. That's too bad. I, I wonder if everybody else is having the problem. I, I think that, it's that just me. We're having extremely... Well, it, it's 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 like we're having extremely high winds where I live, so oh, okay. um, I'm using I'm using my Wi-Fi, and it just when we have these high winds, it, it the, the internet sucks. So anyway, um, um, I did I did catch the part where you guys were talking about democracy. Um, um, you know where I stand on that, I believe. Um, well, I, I don't really care one way or the other about democracy because we're not a democracy we're a constitutional republic i do know that it's it's similar it's got a similar definition um but being a democracy you have no foundation you don't have the set laws which is the constitution if you're just a full democracy which a lot of people think we are and and i do know that both parties are wanting us to be that way because within a democracy what happens is they tell us what we can vote on which ultimately gives them all the power and when, when we have the Constitution, it means that we have the power. People just need to kind of wake up and realize that. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's somewhat so of an interpretation. I think we have a hybrid government. You know, it's a, it's a constitutional republic, and it is a democratic republic. You know, well, I, I, mean, it's, I guess it's, it's up it's, for interpretation. Yeah, it is. Um, um, and as far as the Elon Musk thing, him buying Twitter and everything, um, I, I really don't speak on it much because... Hey, I gotta wait and see what he's gonna do. Well, I mean, like, that's, that's I, I, I don't believe in praising anybody unless they earn it. And just buying, um, just because you're spending money on something, does not necessarily mean that you're gonna make a change. I hope he does. I really do. I really, really do. But until that Gilbert, actually are happens. Chickens in the background? Yeah, there's chickens in the background. I live on a farm. <laughs> yeah, awesome. th- there's. I live on a farm. I farm for a living. I mean, I thought it, I thought everybody I thought everybody knew that. Watch when I oh listen. Tell our listeners I, what I'm you actually do. I'm actually in my man cave. My man cave is built on the back of the house, so you can hear the chickens when, really when I open the door. Listen, see, I live on a farm. <laughs> so, anyway, um. Uh, so, sorry for the chickens. No, 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 they're, no. They're great. They're laying eggs. <laughs> they make a lot of noise when they're laying, okay? Um, 
Um, but yeah, the the Elon Musk thing, you know, man, I really hope and pray that that he's going to do everything that he says he's going to do. But until I see it, I I just can't give praise. I mean, I'm that way. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire or just a regular guy down the street talks cheap, you know. Well, what do you think about him? AOC was heckling, trying to. She's like, you you were taken to dinner by by important people. And, and, I, it's freaking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it said, is. And he said, "Stop getting <laughs> on me." I, everybody, I'm talking to you. know, you know, I, I don't know how many of you guys are on Facebook, but they, I don't even know if they still have them. But they used to have, the, what? Well, they used to have the memes where where somebody would say something cool like that, and then it would it would bring the sunglasses down over their eyes. <laughs> you know, it made them look like an OG. Somebody like should do that with Elon Musk and, and uh, AOC because that was an OG. That was an OG move. There you go. You know. So anyway, um, but yeah, I got on here. I got caught a little bit off guard. I'm actually working, and and you sent me a notification. I'm like, let me check this out. As soon as I clicked oh, on, hey, can you speak? I'm like, ah. So I would have quietened the chickens down if I would have had a if I'd have had a no, little no way, dude. more Bring notice. The every time. <laughs> Bring them every time. So anyway, do you have any questions for me? Yeah, well, well, absolutely. I'm all about being productive citizens now. I mean that that um that, that is that is one of my main one of my main one of my main speaking points. I have to work. Everybody else should too. Um, well, for the ones on here that don't know who I am, which I think most of the ones on here do, yeah, <laughs> I just look down there. My name is Philip Drake. I'm running for president of the United States. I'm an independent. I'm running in 2024, 2024 of course. Um, I'm a farmer. I think y'all figured that one out. Um, I live in South Texas on the border. And yes, it's just there, here. bro. I was just there. I I uh, I was I was uh, rolling around. And, you were just uh, saying what now? I, I was just there, like this weekend. I made it my business to go down there hey, and there? double check. I was there. I was um I was in South Padre Island and I was in Brownsville. Well, I'm sorry I didn't look when you up. I when you come, it. you came to <laughs> you came to the valley. I didn't call. I I went to Brownsville, and that that was my that was my point. Like I wanted to go to Brownsville. Oh, you did they did they take you to the whatever you came down? Were you showed around at the? Uh, the good areas, or did they actually take you to 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 where the way it really is? Well, I didn't. Nobody took me anywhere. I was just kind of, kind of doing my, kind of, what I do. <laughs> my doing my what estimations do. are. I'm doing. I'm just still taking temperatures, and I don't think my assessments are complete. So I might have to go down there a couple more times. You know, I'm going to wait two yeah, weeks. Yeah, when you come what back. Happens. When, when you come down here. I'll take you to the border. I'll take you to the Colonias. The Colonias. I'll show you what it's really like. The Felonious Colonias. Yeah, the Colonias. Um, I'll take you what it's. I'll show you what it's really like. I'll show you the ins and outs about how they, how you can own or finance property down here, extremely high interest rate, and you do not have to have a um, um, social security number, a proof of residence, or anything else. I'll take you to those areas. I'll show you what kind of people are here. Okay. Let's and, that's the same, and, that's the, and that's the same people who are the largest 
voter base down here, just FYI, the ones that don't have documents. All you have to how have do you is know show they up vote? and vote down here. How, how do you know that they vote? Because I know, I, okay, listen, I live here. I farm, which means I interact with a lot of people, okay? I witness the little church buses, church, they're not church buses, but you know, like the, the size of the church buses, they're like big vans. You mean that they're white buses? Yeah, but they're, they're, they're not buses, they're van, like the big vans, like, like the big vans, you know, passenger okay. vans, I think is what they're called. Okay. I'm here. I can witness them show up in the colonias. As you walk in, you were handed money, a taco, and a beer, and taken down to the polling station. You come down here during one of our elections, and, I, and I'll show you. It got quiet again. You there? Because if that's true, that's voter fraud. Damn it. There he is. Come on back, Philip. All right, we're going to get Philip again. Open your mic, Philip. Are you there? Come on and open your mic. Uh, lower left-hand side, Philip. I think he's having trouble with his microphone. So, um, oh, there he is. All right, Philip. Man, what happened to you? Oh, God. All right, well, I guess Philip is going to, is having too many technical issues. He said something really important. And I'm sure that, you know, if it's true, we're going to find proof and, and we'll back it up. Um, there may be some voter fraud. You know, there, there's there been a lot of people who've been able to, to figure it out um, and prove it. The problem is, is that the, the Republicans who go on the air and yell about it are not showing any kind of, like, logistical proof. They just say that it's happening and then don't offer any proof. I'm like, like anything else, any kind of claim of statistical you know, meaning it has to have data. You know, I'm a, I'm a data person at the end of the day. I'm like, this is a political science. If you have fraud, it's really easy to find that out online, but people aren't voting online. You know, the algorithm will tell you who they cheated. See, that's easy for me because you can just look at the code and you can look at the output and it will tell you who cheated. But you know, you know, taking, you know, people who are not citizens to the voting station and getting them to vote just because they don't have papers doesn't make them citizens. And just because they are, okay, they're not citizens. If you vote in our elections and you are not a citizen, that is a deportable offense. So for the act of doing so, these people have put these folks in the pathway, not of citizenship, but of deportation. Are you there? Okay. <laughs> I lost a few people. <laughs> I lost some folks. And um, it is, you know, that's the law. The law is that it's a deportable offense if you are not a citizen to vote in our elections like our, our federal or general election, like local elections have local, you know, they are, they will allow a certain tier of voting, but you're not supposed to vote in the federal or general elections for those sorts of things. 
So certain things, you know, it just depends on what the local laws are and what they guarantee in terms of a vote. So there may be, they may be being busted to the polls to, to, for local farm, farm reform, uh, legislation that that they can vote on so we don't have the particulars in front of us but if it was a general vote like a general election a presidential election um you know paying these people to vote in our elections would be an act of of, a, a literal act of voter fraud so um you know i'm not i'm not really the best one to ask about it and highly Highly like direct electoral politics is, you know, always kind of super slimy and gross. But as a general note, um, I want to be supportive of, of what a- any findings and any claims that people have. They just need to be able to, to kind of justify them with proof. So uh, does anybody would anybody else like to call in before I we've got about maybe nine minutes before we wrap up the program? Would anybody else like to call in? I'm going to take a, a, a few words from Johnny. Just a few words. Here, I'm going to take Okay. Them. Hey, okay, Johnny, just you're, a few you're words. back on. I'm but, so sorry we okay. lost our other friend there. Uh, I, I am, too. I was dying to hear his explanation about, you know, voter fraud down south. I, I, I was born in Brownsville. So, yeah, just a couple of words. Yeah, right? you're a Garza. Um, Johnny yep, Garza. Yep. That's right. Yep. There's another yep. Garza running for office. There, there's signs everywhere. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, Greg Paust's work on uh, election fraud in Georgia during I forget Stacey Abrams I think that's really good work. And of course you got gerrymandering which both sides do you know. So there's fraud yeah, yeah. everywhere. No, it's true. Yeah, there's fraud everywhere. So that's all. I, I just wanted to hear what uh, he had to say. So hey, I'll see you next I'd, time. I'd love okay? it if he came back, man. I think he's having technical okay. issues. He's got high winds. Yeah. In, in, in South Too bad. Too bad. I really wanted to hear what he had to say. All right. So we'll, we'll see you next time. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for calling in. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Party shots. You're, you're welcome to call in. Joshua, do you want to attack the uh, whole technical <laughs> region of, of voter integrity? Oh, he does have something to say. All right. Well, let's, let's take that caller. All right. Come on and unmute your mic. Josh, you're go you goaded me into it, and then you're surprised that I call in. Like I was willing to tap out. <laughs> so I mean, what do you, what do you think? I mean, like, how would we evaluate this from a not from a from a technical standpoint? Like, the, there's electronic voting machines in South Texas. You know how how do you uh, well, yeah, but there, yeah, but who has access to the code to say who did? I mean. It, it's a very is that an operational slope. security issue? Like, would that be like a like an operational security issue, or would that it's be like operational a and technical? Um, okay. I mean, because obviously anybody that's working in cybersecurity has a political perspective and a bias, and if you have mass formation psychosis, who knows if they don't think that they're doing the best for the country by obfuscating the truth of how their code did or did not work or who knows how they get funded or funded in the future or what nft they may want to be uh you know delineated on their behalf for their funding and you know so there's so much dark money not only that you know from corporations but now uh wealthy individuals i will never call them elite um that I don't think that we have the ability to say that an election is fair 
uh, even if we can't technically document that something went awry. Um, it's when they put their fingers on the levers of power and decide to uh, manipulate, you know, perspectives against the candidate that would be best for the people. We've seen it in the last two elections. It's been blatant. Well, I mean, in the my principle at work really is, like, it's not, uh, it's, it's the people who count the votes. The people who count the votes. That's, that's the, uh, that's the fulcrum at the end of the day. The, the determining. The ones with or without the hanging chads. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, most of the chads are part of the Billionaire Boys Club, in my opinion. But I don't have billions, so I have to call them out. Well, I mean, you, there are people who can see and supervise. There was a woman who wrote a book called Hacked about the electronic voting machines uh, years and years ago. I think it was released in 2008, 2009. Um, and I thought she was really important because she was she was somebody who knew early uh, that the voting process would be tampered with. Um, and then there's there's the issue of the paper votes. Uh, you know, I don't trust Western Washington. You know, they don't, they did paper voting, but they always found a reason to throw my vote in the trash. And they told me so, which is so insulting. They're like, we don't think that your signatures match from the last time. And like, it's my signature. If they, if they didn't like my signature, they just threw it out in the trash because it's a libertarian vote. So, well, yeah, well, they, it, it well, they were, as an activist, you're Price throwing away your vote anyway from their perspective, from their neoliberal perspectives, you're like, you're working against us. <laughs> right? well, I mean, so it's like, hey, we so away. weird to live in a place where they had complete control of everything and to see how they run things. And, you know, now that I'm like kind of fluffed out of but that, to just completely disavow everything that they're doing because they don't, they Have are you, totalitarian. Really? Uh, well, Russell Brand's book. Have you uh, Revolution? You, you heard of it? Remember it? Oh yeah, he's he's another good thought type. I, I invited him to come as a guest on the show. Um, trying to get some some higher caliber people in here to to kind of be a draw. Well, thanks, for, thanks, for, thanks for noticing that we're not a draw for you. Um, <laughs> go ahead. You're great. Oh oh, you know what? But you're you're fine. I'm really glad that you're here. You're making the show, Don. <laughs> That's a that's a not a recommendation for your show. Um, but you okay, should no, get Russell no. because he's talked about this shit. Yeah, I, you know, help me, help me get Russell. You know, if you if oh, you yeah, have, well. have a booking guy, have him call me because I'm I'm just really lousy right now. Um, I'm gonna get yeah, Paul I'll get I'll get Musk on. on the phone. Oh great! Right, I'm great. gonna take off. <laughs> Philip and Mike, your phone. Hey, you guys got lucky. I run out of tobacco. Oh, seriously. So I, run, I, I run to the store to get me some tobacco, so now I have service. Oh, my God. You've got two minutes, bro. Get it in there. Well, well I mean, I just got back on, so I, I don't remember where we were at other than the fact that I was I was fighting with my internet. Well, you just, I, I just said something so controversial, and then the plug got yanked, so it, it made it sound, like, really I, well, terrifying. What, what, did, what did I say? You said, you said that that uh, some folks who have not oh, been no, identified, no. which political okay, interests no. have not been identified, showed up, got some some uh, some some people taking tacos and a beer. Oh yeah, the beer got in the van and then took the them van. to the toll station. 
Yeah, I, I don't understand how that's controversial because the sooner that uh, the sooner that that people realize that the two party system is out to get us and it's fucked, the better off that we're going to be. People have to realize that there's just separate cheeks on the same ass. It, 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 and I, I get, look, I get, I understand why. I understand it coming from both parties. Everybody wants this perfect ideology that, that our country is as great as people would like to say it is. But the truth of the matter is that that's just not true. They don't care about it. You know, we have we have two parties that are doing everything that they can to work together, whether you want to see it or not. To absorb all the power of the American people, and they'll do it in any way. And and I don't think that's controversy. I think that's common sense. Just well, I think back. that there's always people, Philip, if I may. You know, I I always think that there's people who are working. I mean, really busting their ass to try to serve. All right, and yeah. I, I got to take these individual elected leaders. You know, by their by their fruit. You know, you, you know somebody by their fruit, like what they produce. If they're out there, I mean. You know, pushing bills and and really getting in there to, to try to make a change or to, to advocate a certain certain level of work for their district, and they're actually making it happen. I've seen that. Um, it wasn't all a hundred percent bad. I think one of the hardest working um, congr- congresswomen I've ever seen in my life has been uh, Congresswoman Del Benny. Um, I really admired her, but she got she completely got hoovered with the goddamn you know, neoliberals, dude, you know, and it's just, I mean, she didn't want to be, I mean, she definitely started making noises towards the time I was leaving that this, there was dissent in the moderate end of the democratic party and, but it was too little too late. So, um, I'm listening to you. I hear you. You know, people have said that the duopoly is untenable. I don't disagree with you because it's not a fully democratic system where other other parties are allowed. I, I've, I've been joining yeah. the, both the Green Party and the Libertarian Party at, at some point, and uh, neither one of them have ever been allowed on the debate stage. So the lack of public debate is abhorrent. I can't stand it. I've invited several uh, elected officials to come, come to the call-in platform, perform uh, town halls, debates, public speaking, so that, so that it can be had. I encourage you, Philip, have a public debate here on Colin, invite the other sure. speakers do it yeah sure um, okay we're out of time I, i'm sorry I, I, Philip. I we, got, we gotta go we gotta go but i appreciate everybody for calling in thank you guys you know i, I really you know come back come back next monday we'll do it again thanks for listening before you go hit the subscribe button remember that callers are welcome Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.